0: This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. Drug addiction is a major health problem that affects many families. More than one million American children reportedly now live with grandparents. Due to their parents' addiction.
1: Retirement tends to be off the table. They are now parenting again, so it's kind of hard for them to experience what they should be experiencing in retirement.
0: Then, recent research shows that modern dependence on digital technology causes deep changes in the brain, suggesting updates may be needed for traditional education.
1: The differences in the circuitry are what we're really most concerned about. So we need to actually think about new modes of education for our next generation.
0: Those two stories and more are straight ahead. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. Drug addiction is a major public health problem. Many are addicted to prescription opioids, as well as methamphetamine and other illegal drugs, and it has affected many families. It's estimated that a million children now reside with their grandparents due to their parents' addictions. Joining us to talk about this is Bacall Hinks. Program Administrator for the Grand Families Program at Children's Service Society of Utah. So tell us about your program, Grand Families. What's it all about?
1: Our Grand Families Program, we actually have served grandparents here in Utah since 2002. When we realized that the drug epidemics affecting us here were increasing the amount of children having to go into the care of relatives when their parents were unable to parent them anymore, we are a program that addresses four separate areas with these kinship families because they are initially very much in crisis. They need resources and support in caring for these children, such as Medicaid, insurance, getting them legal rights to be able to put the children into school or take them to the doctor. So we do a lot of work that way by providing them resources. But then after that, once the crisis has resolved, we do a lot of support groups and activities and classes to continue to provide that support for the families ongoing.
0: The grandparents who are basically adopting their grandkids here How do they deal with things like retirement and their savings and
1: those issues? You know, oftentimes it's unfortunate because they are now parenting again. So retirement kind of tends to be off the table. Many of the times our families have to continue to work. They're not able to stop working. They have to put their retirement plans on hold. They tend to not necessarily be isolated intentionally, but can be isolated from their peers because other people of their age are retiring and going on vacations and doing things and they are not able to do that because they're now parenting their grandchildren and so they're having to be part of that younger generation of parents but they don't know how to connect with them anymore because they are at a different age. So it's kind of hard for them to stay with friends to be able to experience what they should be experiencing in retirement.
0: But, call from your experience, what effect does all of this have on the children in general?
1: That's kind of a difficult question because, obviously, every situation is slightly different. Right. But there is a major study called the Adverse Childhood Experiences. And that does show that any child who's experienced four or more of these adverse childhood experiences tend to exhibit a higher degree of not just mental health concerns like depression and anxiety, but they also are at a higher risk for health concerns like diabetes or heart disease, cancer. And what we do know is that on average children who are coming from these types of situations where their parents are substance using usually are entering into either the foster care system or these kinship families with an average of four or more of those ACEs. And so they are coming in with a lot of risk. The wonderful thing about that is the research also shows that if we can provide at least one caring, stable, secure adult in that child's life, they are going to be able to build resilience against some of those outcomes. So that's what's great about grandparents, because they are able to provide that for these kids.
0: We're talking with Bacall Hinks, program administrator for the Grand Families Program at Children's Service Society of Utah called obviously this is a great program that you're running in Utah. Are there similar programs around the country in other states?
1: Absolutely. There actually are quite a few programs in other states that are similar. A lot of them are called Kinship Navigation Programs. And there is actually a great website that can provide information nationally for families called grandfamilies.org.
0: Grandfamilies.org That's uh, good to know Yeah As far as the addictions That the parents have This is obviously A very serious problem Nationally with opioids And there are other drugs I guess Is alcohol also an issue?
1: I'm not going to say alcohol is not an issue. I would say any substance does tend to, you know, make it difficult for parents to provide safety and stability for their children. Currently in Utah right now, though, we are more seeing the opioid issue as being the most common situation. We're seventh in the nation for opioid overdoses at this time. And we've dropped down a little bit, but not because our numbers have declined. It's because other states have increased. So our numbers are staying pretty steady, which is kind of unfortunate.
0: Opioids seem to be very, very difficult to get past that addiction, from what I understand.
1: Absolutely, I mean there are a lot of treatments out there that have been shown to be effective such as medication-assisted treatments, but it is more of a long-term treatment, 90 days or more is the most effective treatment and even then there is obviously a lot of relapse, it's just like any other chronic illness, so it does take time for these people who are suffering from addiction to feel any kind of recovery.
0: Now, I understand Grand Families, the organization that you run, has separate groups for young children and older children. Tell us about that.
1: Yes, yeah, so we actually provide a support group for the caregivers, but then at the same time we have young children 4 to 11, And then 12 to 17 who get to come to our groups as well. So with our 10-week group with the children and the adolescents, our main focus is to provide a space where they are going to be around people and children and teens who are just like them. So everyone in the group is being raised by a relative. And so they get to come in and not feel so alone, not feel so different. And they're able to develop relationships with other kids in a similar situation. Additionally, we do provide some substance abuse prevention in those groups to help minimize the risk of substance use in the second generation. And then we're also doing a lot of work on coping skills and helping them work through a lot of the trauma they experience while living with their parents.
0: How does your organization work? It's a nonprofit organization, right? You work on a donation basis?
1: Most of our funding does come from grants and donations. We do have some contracts that help us to fund our program as well, but most of it is nonprofit looking for grants, donations, anything to help support these families at this time.
0: Nicole, how do you first find kids who have been sort of abandoned by their parents who have some addiction? How do you get the kids connected to your program?
1: We do a lot of outreach into the school systems, other nonprofit organizations in our community, community mental health agencies, so that we can coordinate and work together with all of these different agencies to provide support for these families. And then usually Grandma and Grandpa is calling needing support and help, and that's the first contact we have with the families.
0: What happens in a family where the grandparents are either no longer able to handle children or perhaps they no longer are living? What are the other alternatives at that point?
1: I'll be honest, most of the time grandparents will do everything they can to continue to take care of these grandchildren. Even, like I said before, going back to work, finding different places to live, because they are their family. But if there is some reason that they are not able to care for a parent and a child, we work closely with the family to find another family member who may be able to take on that role so that the children can stay within the kinship family unit. We have had, unfortunately, grandparents who have passed on while caring for their grandchildren. And prior to that, if it's something that they can prepare for, we help them transfer that guardianship over to another family member as well if that's what they choose to do. On rare occasions, that doesn't happen and then the children would be probably taken into the foster care system and then hopefully also placed with a family member.
0: call as we wrap this up, tell us how people can learn more about your program and perhaps support the cause.
1: They can learn more about our program at our website, cssutah.org. And there is also a space there where you can link to donations if you wanted to donate to our program directly.
0: Bacall Hinks, Program Administrator for the Grand Families Program at Children's Service Society of Utah. Bacall, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you for your time as well, Chris.
0: Next, digital technology may be changing the human brain. That story, coming up. Don't go away. InfoTrack will be back right after this.